I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And whoa, we're blowing out the levels because this is Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double Expos. Wah, 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 wah. A podcast that is sometimes about the Expos. Today, we are back in bed. Back in bed. The boys are back in bed. <laughs> the coronavirus is over. <laughs> And we're about, we, we've defeated it. You and I, together, <laughs> holding hands. Karate style. <laughs> Just charging into the sunset, like, Laverne and Shirley? No, uh, who are those two? Yeah. Yeah? No? Yeah. <laughs> the Golden Girls? Yeah. Thank you for being a friend. And we defeated the coronavirus, now we're back. Yeah, that's 100% a true thing that happened. But only for us. Only for the us. <laughs> Look, things are going to get a little screwy because we haven't been this close to one another in, I'm going to say, two months. I'm not going to lie to you, Gordon. I haven't been this close to another human being in two months. We're vibrating because there's another human next to us. Now, don't worry. We are taking precautions. Al and I have merged our pods. Yes. And by pods, I mean you and your roommate. Yeah. And me and my roommate. Yeah. My metal husband. Yes. Yeah. We are now exclusively up one pod. One pod. We are not allowed to see anyone else. Yeah. Not even my family. <laughs> they live in town, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> they have to stay outside. They <laughs> cannot come in. Uh, I'm not working. Well, I'm working just in my bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, I'm and I'm working occasionally in your bedroom. In my bedroom. And Colin's working in the loft <laughs> cuz he has a better paying job than I do. Uh so uh that's where that's how we're taking precautions. Yeah. Also full body condoms. Yeah, I mean, I am wearing one. My head my face is right in the little like nip at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird because we did cut it out yeah. and all I can see is your little mouth moving. <laughs> I slathered my body exclusively in uh, aloe and um, uh, uh, hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm wearing a face mask, but down there. <laughs> Protection. <laughs> so this is going to get real rowdy. I, I suspect it will. <laughs> I got some wiggle juice. We're wiggling. <laughs> okay. Um, how do we fucking do this? Oh, Descriptiano. Yeah. Let's talk about the fucking X-Files, dude. We did watch an episode of the X-Files, regrettably. It was season 9, episode 12. 12. It was We're called, so fucking close. It was called Underneath. Um. Wait. Underneath your clothes. <laughs> so sexual. <laughs> There's a face mask down there. <laughs> uh, here's how it went. An old case Doggett solved is reopened by a series of brutal and unexplained moiters, possibly by a killer with the power to remain undetected. I guess he didn't solve it, though, huh? No, he super didn't solve it. <laughs> I think he just walked into someone doing murders. Yeah, and, and he's like, like mm, that's it. That's it. Nailed it. it. This guy. <laughs> it was okay. what I thought all along. Me, the cop. Let's talk <sighs> about... I feel like this is a through line throughout this, this series, this season. Buff Jesus. Buff Jesus. Cut knife Jesus. <laughs> he's here. He's here and he's ready to party. <laughs> and by party, I mean murder. 
Now, how did we get to the theory that this is Buff Jesus? Well, number one, the first shot is this man holding, clenching a Buff Jesus. A rosary, yeah. A rosary. Is that what that's called? Yeah. Oh. You just, like, wear it? Some people wear it. Is that to, like, protect you? From what? Buff Jesus? <laughs> it's a ward? I think it's for counting your sins. Oh. So the longer, oh, the longer your rosary, the more sins you have? I think so. Mine would be very large. Oh, mine's trailing on the ground. Currently, I'm adding beads right now. <laughs> I'm actively sinning. The other sin that happened was, um, in order to date this, that it was a older, mm. it was like a flashback. 13 years ago. They talked about Millie Vanilli. <laughs> they sure did. And it was like, the there was a teenage girl who was credited as teenage girl on Good. the phone. Excellent. And she was like, oh, you like Millie Vanilli? Oh, who do you want to date? Rob or Fab? And uh, what's wild is that at this point in 2002, <laughs> um, Rob had died. <laughs> Fab's still kicking, though. Fab's still there. Fab's still kicking. He's available. Um, yeah. And the other Buckwild thing is, I think the writers chose that as a joke. Yeah, absolutely. Because it it came out that Millie Vanilli did not sing. Yeah. Um, but there was so... This, in, in 1990, there were so many fucking amazing songs and artists you could have talked about to date that later on. Vogue by Madonna? Nothing compares to you? Sinead? What else? Can't touch this? MC Hammer? <laughs> yeah, she could have been on the phone. She could have been like, oh, you like MC Hammer? Do you want to touch that? <laughs> and then she has the big pants. Yeah. And then she, and then she does the... Um, so, please, don't use Millie Vanilli as a joke. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, it's not... It sucks to me. It feels bad. Also, what really feels odd is um, that... Enjoy the Silence by Duran Duran was also 1990. <laughs> mm. Mm. Still holds up. Okay. Um. Oh. So. This man. Clutching Jesus. Yeah. He come in. Je- there's someone in the back car. Well, is there? Because I thought he was talking to a sentient fire extinguisher <laughs> for much of that scene. Squeeze me. <laughs> That's like, it like shifts focus to the back of the car, but all you really see is a fire extinguisher. Okay, okay. And I was like, oh, that's an odd choice. <laughs> that would be a good episode. A sentient fire extinguisher. Just sentient object. Tells you to do murder. Yeah. Huh? I feel like we've done that one. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. But someone, the fire extinguisher tells him to go into the house and kill someone. He is dressed up as a cable repairman. He is a cable repairman. Oh, he is a, he's not dressed up, he's just That's is. his job. And he says, the cable's out. And the teenage daughter does open the door and says, the, the cable is not out. And then feels bad for him. And lets him in. That's weird. Yeah. For you, a teenage That's girl. That's not a choice. <laughs> Do you feel bad for that? Anyway, he uh, he does a murder. He does do a murder of three people, a triple homicide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and who who should show up? Doggett. Cop Doggett. Don't like that. No. Mm. I like to forget that Doggett was ever a cop. Yeah. I mean, an FBI agent, arguably... Is the same thing. Is the same thing. If not worse. If, yeah, if not <laughs> very much worse. But I don't like to think about it. As you remember, I don't like cops... Or, you know... The establishment. The establishment or, you know, 
that sort of thing. However, I do love watching hot people solve crimes, and that creates a lot of tension in my inner really, life. Hmm. Are, is Sherlock Holmes a cop? No, he's a detective. Are you okay with, like, um, cop for hire? Or, sorry, detective for hire? I love a P.I. You love a P.I.? I love a P.I. You love a P? I love an I. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> if they're dressed in Hawaiian shirts, even better. So good. Okay, you love a P.I. Yeah. Not a cop, though. Don't love a cop, because a P.I. It. has their own code, you know? What code is that? <laughs> they do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> That's good. You love a private dick. I love a private dick. You love a gumshoe? Mm, I love a gumshoe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm writing all this down. <laughs> this is an interview. I'm putting a little checklist. Mm. Okay. Now, here's the thing. I thought at first there was a fast-moving Jason Manzoukas. That's he comes out, the, the guy, okay, so the guy gets exonerated, <laughs> and he comes out of the courtroom, and he looks across the street, and he sees a bearded man, I'm like, that's just Jason Manzoukas, man, he's Jason just everywhere. <laughs> he wrote in blood on the wall, what's up, jerks? <laughs> <laughs> but that was our mistake, it is, in fact, Buff Jesus. It's Buff Jesus. It's Buff Jesus. Um, okay, so this man that Dog had arrested 13 years ago and put away for a crime, uh, he gets exonerated because they re- do a double take at the DNA evidence, yes. and they realize that it's not him's. It's not him's. Mm-hmm. It's close to him's. Uh-huh. But it's not him. Yeah, and so he gets let go, and Doggett's like, I was there, and I know he did the crime because he was in the place the crime happened, and that's pretty much it, actually. <laughs> Is that... <laughs> Was Doggett a bad cop? Yeah, 100%. His partner planted evidence and he didn't know. (laughs) He's a bad cop. Like, I don't mean he's on the take. I mean, he's just bad at being a cop. Is this... Is this why he's an FBI agent? Because he's and he loves to solve crimes so much. Because he just was very bad at solving crimes before. (laughs) I guess so. Is this his like swan song? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The thing with the planting evidence. How did they know that he planted? Oh, he admitted it. Yeah, the guy admitted it. But okay, like this whole episode is like really feels like Doggett's in the wrong here. The whole episode, him and the other cops are like, we got to put this guy back in jail. And then everyone's like, no, he didn't do the crime. He didn't do the crime. Like, it seems pretty clear to everybody here except for you that he didn't do the crime and you're just butthurt because you're the one that arrested him and you don't want people to think you put an innocent man in jail for 13 years. Is this the commentary on the police state? No. No. It can't be. No. Chris Carter is just sucking cop dick on the regular. <laughs> He's the ultimate bootlicker. <laughs> he is. He's got so much boot on his tongue, you don't even... Okay. So this man gets free. Yeah. I need you to please reestablish the living situation that this man is put in. <laughs> Because it is a 90s sitcom waiting to happen. You mean how his lawyer lives with him? Let's him move into her house. And who's the third lady? Uh, they're her housekeeper. <laughs> Are you saying this woman, this woman, this lawyer, she has a housekeeper in a giant house that her parents built, and then she's letting her client, client, probably a murderer. Uh huh. And has been in jail for 13 years. Live with her? Yeah. Come and knock on our door. We're waiting for you. We've got a knife. (laughs) We're gonna murder you. (laughs) Is that, you know, 
a regular thing to do? No. But I want to talk about the real crime here, <laughs> which is that in the room that he's given, there's yeah. a very nice bed. Yeah. And it has... Now, if you've ever seen one of these guys, it has a long cylindrical pillow. Oh, I'm laying on one right now. Oh, it's flat. No, yeah, that's flat. But it's like a long... It's like a cylinder. It's like a thick I love rod. A, I love a rod pillow. I don't know why we have these. Why? Really? I don't care for them. Are I you, think they are pointless. <laughs> Haven't you ever shoved one underneath your knees when you're on your back sleeping? It's mwah. I God, love I, it. That sentence was at all times just <laughs> inches away from becoming sexual. And you cuddle it. You like put it between your legs and you hold it like a baby. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't care for them. You are talking to the wrong fucking person because I sleep with one, two, three, four, five, six pillows. But these all are time. all flat. Well, yeah, well, because I don't have a cylindrical one. Well, Maybe I if I had think- one cylindrical one, I'd cut down my pillows. I just think they're too thick. I think they're too firm. Oh. I think they're unnecessary and I don't like them. I want to know who invented them and I want that person's address. <laughs> and I'm going to write them a sternly worded e- letter. Email. I almost said email. <laughs> that way you don't have to meet them face to face. Yeah. You don't have to put a stamp on it. I think you need to try it. I think you do. Make me. <laughs> I'm going to make you one. <laughs> How about, okay, you know those little cute pillows that are shaped like a log? Yeah. How about those? Oh, I actually do like those. But they're squishy. Okay. They have like those micro beads inside. So is it a firmness issue? I don't, issue? it's a firmness issue. So let me, let me get this straight. You love a soft, squishy, cylindrical yeah, object. I can get down with that. You can like it a little squishy. I don't want a firm. You want to fold it in. Yeah. I want to punch it. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> we talking about the same thing? Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I only want a flaccid pillow. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Now, I have a question about this. Yeah. Um, is evil Jeebus, is evil Jesus, like, is this a Jekyll and Hyde yeah, situation? Yeah, 100%. Um, it is, yeah, the, uh, the writer of this episode really wanted to write a Jekyll and Hyde episode, Uh. if I remember correctly. I'm going to pull up the Wikipedia page. It was written and directed by Josh Chabon. Mm -hmm. Um, he really wanted to write a Jekyll and Hyde story, and, um, Mm. the episode reportedly contained, quote, so many problems (laughs) that the Fox executives nearly refused to allow the finished product to air. Wait, this is the... This is the episode you say there's so many problems? And it, like, wasn't that bad, really. This one? Yeah. This one is, like, this one's so many problems? <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. Uh, what? Is it just, like, it doesn't make sense? I guess so, yeah. I don't know. The Fox executives probably, they're like, we have a cash cow here. It is a dead, rotting cash cow, but it is a cash cow. Yeah. And now they see, oh... Maybe we shouldn't have this dead rotting couch cow on our on our system on our books because it's very bad. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I have also a question. Yeah, please. So, the lawyer that lives with her client, yeah. and her housekeeper, yeah, in a big house, probably haunted house. Let's, let's oh face yeah it. for sure. Um, she confronts the criminal man, yeah, the the murderer. And she says, look, I know you did a panty raid. (laughs) 
Classic. Does Evil Jesus just, like, fucking snuff some pants? Oh, absolutely. What is he into? I guess, like, whatever she's wearing. <laughs> it's just been so long. Hanes. Hanes? Oh, why, friends? Could you imagine if the Catholic Church was like, you know what? Forget the sarong. We're going to update Jesus. We're going to put him in a Y front. <laughs> and so on every single crucifix, you just got... Tiny whitey Jesus. Because <laughs> usually he's in a diaper, right? Yeah. Um, but that don't slide with the cool kids. Mm. And as we know, religion is dying slow death. Correct? Is <laughs> it? Well, well, I mean, just the kids aren't into it anymore. Yeah. You know how you put him into it. He dresses like Walter White. <laughs> With the hat and everything. And they get his little RV parked outside the crucifix. <laughs> right? The kids watch the kids Baby love, Bad. Kids still love that. It. Yeah. Okay. And then for communion, it's just like those blue crystals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I want to talk about communion for a little bit here. Okay. Because what Monica Reyes says is happening is transubstantiation. Yeah, she sure does. Now, I had to relook this up. And this is when. Transubstantiation is a Catholic thing, and it is when they truly believe that when you get your little uh, cup of apple juice, it turns into Jesus' blood. Yeah. In your mouth. Yeah. I don't know what point it's blood. It's, like, maybe in your tummy. And when you eat the little biscuit, that is his flesh. Yeah. Like, it actually transforms. I think what it is is it's that your throat is a magic portal. Um, that transforms. Mm. So when you things. drink it, when you drink of the apple juice, it tastes like apple juice. Yeah, but in your tummy, in your throat, it becomes blood. This is, this is, like cannibalistic. Yeah, like you are eating pieces of your god. Mm-hmm. No one thinks that's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, every child forced into Catholicism probably thinks it's mega weird. No one thinks that's a little. And they're like, Mom, why do I have to eat Jesus's body? And their mom's like, shut up, Peter. Why does he taste like goldfish crackers? <laughs> so Monica says that that this guy is transubstantiating himself into evil Jesus. Yeah. Murdered his own personal murder Jesus. His own own personal murder Jesus. <laughs> I love Who it. Who wears denim and is oh, incredibly yeah. cut. I mean, I'm into it. <laughs> and he wears Y-fronts. This is the new Catholic Jesus. Yeah. Denim. Cut. Yoked. Y-fronts? <laughs> Walter White hat? Maybe. Still workshopping it. working on it. <laughs> but this, I think we're getting somewhere. <laughs> I want a Jesus that hangs out with Danny Trejo. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> I, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I want one that if you do a sin, like, he's there to fucking fuck you up. <laughs> I want a Jesus that, like, is ready to throw down. I want a Jesus that's like, if you do a sin, like, say you you are, like, hanging out in your friend's basement and they pass you a weed. Uh-huh. Um, and you do the weed. Uh-huh. I want him to be right there like, hey, pass it to me next, brother. <laughs> and then he fucking bogarts it. Yeah. Yeah. I want a Jesus that sins with me. <gasps> I want a Jesus that sins worse than me. Oh. And so I feel good about myself. Yeah. What if, okay, you know what? Fuck this episode. We are workshopping Catholicism. <laughs> okay. I want a Jesus that just does all my sins for me. <gasps> oh. 
Oh, your own personal Jesus. Oh, oh I, I get that it. joke. No, yeah. we get it now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, Jesus, you're like, I really want to smoke some weed, but then I go to hell, Jesus, and Jesus is like, don't worry. Let I me choke you. for you. I got you covered. And you're like, Jesus, I really want to have homosexual sex. And he's like, that's not a sin, brother. And you're like, damn, Jesus. I'm so glad you're here to tell me. In fact, Jesus is like, you know what? Het sex? Super sinful. And he's just going to doggy style all day. <laughs> he's like, I hate this. I hate this. But I got to do it for you. For you? I'll do it. And then he cries. Yeah. And then when you go on the sand, it's just one step. What? What's that thing where there's, <laughs> where there's one what set of footprints where he carried you? Yeah. Did he carry you? <laughs> Where there's one, I thought he was I'm sorry. Where there's one set of footprints, that's where you were having sort of standing up sex with Jesus, where he was holding you. Yeah, yeah. Like they do in porn sometimes uh-huh. in the shower. Awkwardly. <laughs> Even though it doesn't work that way, it super doesn't. Oh, I'm so glad bad Jesus is here. <laughs> I love bad Jesus. <laughs> Now, this is a religion I can get behind. Right? You don't have to do the sin. You don't have to do the crime to do the time. You're just doing the time. Yeah. He's doing the He's crime. He's doing the crime. <laughs> what do you think the baddest thing bad Jesus could do? I mean, murder. I <laughs> Come on. Hey, you know, I'll just murder someone for you, bud. <sighs> wow. Thanks, bad Jesus. I think we broke it. I think we fixed Catholicism. Wait, no. I think we invented Satan. I think, <laughs> I think we invented Satan. I think that we I think we were just talking about Satan. We made a Satan. I think that's it. <laughs> Why doesn't Satan get a Jesus? Uh, oh. Like a hot sun. I'm sure he has hot suns all over. Yeah. I'm sure there's multiple horror movies about him making a son. A small son. A small son boy. <laughs> right? Yeah. Rosemary's well, baby? Probably. Isn't that? Yeah, I yeah. guess so. But like a, like, a, like a hot son. Like a hot cut son. That does your sins for you. Maybe he's not a breeder, man. Could be. Maybe Jesus, or maybe Satan's just like child free is the way to be. Maybe. he, j- You know, he's got that big three-headed dog, so. That's all you need. Yeah. <laughs> dog, buddy. Okay. Let's talk about going to Sing Sing. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Monica. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So they find out that the DNA evidence was planted because all cops is bad cops. And they find out that mm, there's a secret bone tunnel. Yeah. Yeah, there is a secret bone tunnel tunnel um oh she finds out that um uh, the bad man the murder man he had a he had a a roommate in sing sing named spud jennings (laughs) who was a real badass um and uh yeah (laughs) that's the joke that's all i love that you love a spud um and then she so she tells dog it yeah what she found out and he just yells in a new york accent in a marble hallway um <laughs> which i want to can it like in a little jar just, just jar that i want to yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, open yeah. it i want to make a candle out of it <laughs> <laughs> i want to smell that uh and then he finds out he finds out that his friend his cop friend did a crime yeah by um planning the evidence he says duke you son of a bitch this is a felony <laughs> Is Doggett just is he is he just naive? 
I is mean, he just a small baby? He must be. Like, and speaking of small baby, that's the other thing about this murder man. Yeah. Is that everyone talks to this murder man as if he is a child. His facial expressions. Yeah. Like, I, this is very similar to Audrey Polly. I feel. Yeah. Where it's like this character that, like, I don't understand what the writer's intention is for this character. He's distraught. He doesn't speak a lot, but he is distraught at all times. And 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 those two things in com- combination uh, give him extreme serial killer vibes. Yeah, you know, if you slide a picture of Buff Jesus across the table and you're like, "Have you seen this man?" He starts weeping. I mean, maybe that's a sign. That's a problem. <laughs> You gotta murder Jesus up you might, all of You might him. have a moiterer on your hands. My favorite line was when Skelly looks deep into his eyes and he sa- and she says, Are you a Catholic, Bob? So am I. And then... They- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Skelly. Oh, <laughs> I like when... I like when... Um, uh, Monica suggests that maybe this is a killer who hides inside an innocent man. We saw that we one saw- already. <laughs> Boy, did we. Oh, if only. If only we could have a smaller man hiding inside of a bigger man. At all times. Oh, boy. So we kind of end this thing in the sewers. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. It's Jesus. It's all wine, baby. He stink just, wine. It's just stink wine. It's sewer stink wine. He walks on top of it. Yeah. And he gets away real quick. I This episode made me ask the question... Why? Why don't we spend more time in sewers? Well, here, I'll tell you. Um, my husband, who was watching this episode with me, as soon as they went down, he's like, you can't do that. <laughs> I said, why not? He goes, well, there could be poisonous gas. That's how you die from methane, baby. And I'm like, okay. Well, you know what's interesting is they actually couldn't do that because they weren't allowed to film in the sewers because of 9-11. So this what? was a set. Wait. Why is it... Were they, were the terrorists coming from under the ground? No, everything was just super locked down. Okay. Gee, I couldn't imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't imagine that ever. I don't know what that's like. Actually. uh... (laughs) Boy. Hey, I, okay. I'm glad we cured uh, coronavirus (laughs) in my house. Yeah. Only. (laughs) <laughs> um, I this episode sparked a memory in me of a previous X File, and I just want to describe it, and I want you to tell me if you remember, and if it also really happened, or is it a fever dream? Okay, give it to me. There was a child, de- a dead child well, field, a field, a field of dead childs, yeah, um, graves, uh huh, and they had been put there by a Santa. <laughs> Yeah, no, that happened. Yeah, yeah. No, that super happened. He had happened. videotapes of all the children. No, that super duper happened. And one happened. of them was Mulder's sister, yeah. maybe the real one. Yeah. Okay. And then Mulder's sister, the ghost, said yeah. it's okay. She ascended. Yeah. And then he turned into mist or something. Yeah. I don't know. They fuck, all went to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> they all went to heaven, buddy. Yeah. So Monica and, uh, Monica and Dogger are deep in the stink water. <laughs> And um, then the the bad Jesus man gets them, and then Monica shoot uh, aims her gun and says, "It's Shoots not you." Jesus. 
What? She shoots Jesus. She says, it's not you. I know that you're a sinner. You're bad. And she shoots him. And then he falls in the water. And when they get the body, it's not him. It's the other man. It's the other guy. And then Doggett's like, case closed, but I don't know how and I don't believe it. (laughs) Thanks. No. (laughs) Are you saying thanks for my accent? Because I felt like it was really good. Yeah, it was very good. (laughs) Now, so evil Jesus is just in a coma now, right? No, he's dead. Oh, I thought if you should have been in the chest, it's a coma. <laughs> yes, evil Jesus Think is in a coma. Think of how many people the X-Files has put into comas. They're just so everywhere. many. So, so many. many. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Good. <laughs> Let's rate this sucker. Okay. Are you on spooky scale? One is on spooky. Five is so spooky. I'm going to give this a... The catacombs are pretty spooky. I'm going to give this 1.3. Okay. I rate on a rage scale. It goes from 1, which is a great episode that we loved or tolerated. Uh, really bringing that down for the last... I don't think you... I don't think our... I think our standards have to stay the same. Okay. I ha- I, we want to so stay strong. So 1 has to be a good episode that we enjoyed every part of. 1 has to be an episode we'd watch again. Yeah. Would yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and frankly, would never watch any episodes of <laughs> ever again. Uh, and it goes all the way to First Person Shooter, which is the worst episode we've watched to date. Um, and I'm going to give this a seven. It's not as bad as last one, but it's pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you what the last one was about. I was like, oh, yeah. The the small dollhouse. This one is a very cop heavy. It's very cop heavy. It was, And I didn't love it. That is very Yoke Jesus. I loved Yoke Jesus. Yeah. And it, you know, it made us ask a lot of questions <laughs> about Catholicism that I am really interested in exploring further in my own personal life. <laughs> hey, you know what I want to explore? What? Podcasts. Okay. Where do I get them? Oh, you go to majorcastnetwork.com. That's all? That's, that's where? That's, that's where, where they all are? the podcasts oh. are. And they're all great. And you'll enjoy all of them. And you might especially like this one. Hey, listeners, do you ever watch a movie for your favorite actor, but then you discover that it wasn't worth your time? Well, my time is worth nothing. I'm Lenny Burnham. I'm the host of The Filmographers, the podcast where I'll watch an actor's full filmography and tell you what stuff is worth watching and what stuff you shouldn't bother with. There's lots of episodes already available, a lot more coming soon. They're wherever you get your podcasts, so check out The Filmographers right here on Major Cast Network. I can't wait to listen to Serial. That's on there, right? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a personal excel for you. Okay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Mambo, the donkey, living his best life on Zoom. <laughs> Please tell us the good word of Mambo. <laughs> this comes to me. What? You personally. <laughs> me personally. It was sent to me by a website called oddy.com. Okay. I like it. Um, cabin fever is taking on new meaning across the world. I've watched my friends go from tracking days. Oh, okay. Well, whatever, whatever. We can whatever. skip the sad stuff. Uh, Just tell me about the good donkey. Meanwhile, the virus is crippling the healthcare. Okay, 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 okay. The Peace and Peas Farm in North Carolina knows an opportunity when they see one. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to capitalize on this. Their eight-year-old miniature donkey, Mambo, 
loves to be the center of attention. For a fee, oh, good, get it, Mambo. Mambo will crash your Zoom call. Make those stacks, Mambo. It's an ideal solution to stop dreading midweek meeting when you can't keep track of the days. The farm told the Associated Press they've already had interest from companies and teachers wanting to liven up homeschooling Zoom calls. <laughs> well, Mambo's described as a pesky little brother who loves the limelight. Peas and Peace and Peas has a whole barnyard of animals ready for virtual visits. There's horses, stylish gray Eddie, or his friend Heron or Zeus. If you're looking for more chatter, they offer ducks and chickens. In an uncertain economy, you've got to admire people working with what they got, spreading the cheer at the same time. The website has a calendar to book the day and time for your virtual meeting, and you just send the meeting link. Best part, you could choose not only the animal, but their display name. <laughs> not that you'd choose your boss's name for the donkey, but if you want to, it's an option. Hey, you're going to get fired. You might get fired. Also, Mambo's a great name. Let him have his name. Let him have his name. So I guess what they're saying is, if you have a meeting on Zoom, which is how we all have meetings now and how we meet people in real life, um, you can just put a donkey on the call. I like What I like about this, I feel like Mambo the donkey is the new version of a teacher just wheeling a TV into the room <laughs> and all the kids getting excited. Could you imagine... Because, like, so I'm not doing Zoom calls for my kids because my kids are mostly in China right now. Um, and the time zone's very whack. Mm -hmm. But if you had a group of, like, kindergartners, you still have to Zoom call with them. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Oof. Just put a donkey up there. They're entertained for hours. <laughs> They'll go nuts for a donkey. This is better than Fortnite, my dude. I don't want to meet Mambo. I went, well, we can have a Zoom call if you want. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a hangout. And then we invite Mambo so we can look at him. <laughs> It's perfect. Or a chicken. Yeah. I guess you could just, like, invite... Well, he's, now here's the game. You invite Mambo, and then you don't say anything. And now there's just a donkey. <laughs> and so whoever says something about the donkey loses. <laughs> yeah! I love that! What if you just, like... What if you just really wanted a one-on-one -on -one with Mambo? <laughs> That's extra. It costs extra, baby. <laughs> Or, okay, here's this. There's a lot of virtual drag shows and burlesque shows. Mm -hmm. Can I get Mambo on the call? Oh, my God. Can I get Mambo watching a burlesque show? That would be so good. I would pay so much money I would to see the that. face of that burlesque performer watch as Mambo fucking is hee-hawing as they take off their bra. That would be really good. Ah, oh, Mambo, thank you. Mambo, thank you for this gift. Thank you for this gift, Mambo. Um, I think it's time for predictions. It sure is, and it's my turn to predict. That's because I got a full a point. You sure did. There was a serial killer and sewer dwellers. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. Uh, season nine, episode, we are, hey buddy, we're flying through these. We sure are, and I'm, so I'm honestly very relieved. We're on 13, baby. <laughs> these past few months have felt like something of a sad march. <laughs> a sad march, but like, you know... We're going to be free soon. Yeah, we're so close. We're so close. Uh, season 9, episode 13, Improbable. I said that weird. 
improbable. Um, improbable. Oh, God. Okay, I think it's about gambling. Okay. Be careful, we've had so many episodes like that. <laughs> do they harvest organs in the Wise Hall? Because that was an episode. I do, I remember that. <laughs> no, I think it's about, okay, um, it's a man who wins too much. Mm-hmm. And they, so they have to investigate him. Okay. Um, and it turns out he's got a power that makes, he doesn't, it's not that he is lucky. Yeah. It's that he can affect luck. Oh, he's a luck monster. Yeah. Okay. Half point for gambling. Okay. Half point for, um, manipulating luck. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> I'm read. I'm reading the episode description. And I'm telling you, we're gonna hate this episode. Oh, great! But you know what? We're gonna do it together. Yeah, that's true. We are gonna watch it. Yeah. Right after I give you a tour of my island. Oh yeah. We're gonna do Nookbook, but we're gonna do it off. It's a private Nookbook, <laughs> just for you and me. <laughs> okay. Um, if the space cadets would like to tell us. How much better we sound together than apart. <laughs> How can they reach us? You can reach us at double X Files Podcast at gmail.com. That's D-O-U-B-L-E spelled out. Or on Twitter or uh, Instagram at double X Files. Yeah. We're mostly on Twitter. Yeah, mostly on Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's the show. That's Until the ding ding thing. Next time. The truth, truth is, is out there. there. Oh, that felt so oh, good. Yes. Oh, me buff Jesus. Ugh. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major. <laughs>